Welcome back to Mecca Betty, the only show you are currently listening to. Probably. When we last left our heroes, they were flushed with success of not only defeating the alien squad, but also in Mecca Betty herself. Her new body, shining in chrome and filled to the brim with pepperoni, easily dispatched the enemy. But how much can one woman do against a seemingly inexhaustible horse? Her and her scientists from the convention convey trying to figure out what to do next. Your government must have some sort of security plan. For something we didn't even know existed? <sighs> I mean some sort of plan for an attack on invasion. Surely for all of your country's fear-mongering of communism, you had some sort of plan for if war broke out, and there's no fallout shelters with actual supplies nearby. <sighs> the one we, we were in couldn't keep more than a hundred for a week. Tell me, is there some sort of plan? Dr. Leo, please calm down. Even if our country, or even all of the countries in the world are in shambles, we're here. We beat them back. I know we can come up with something. There's no way these things took over the country so quickly. Right now, they are just trying to do as much damage as they can to make us afraid, so Panic can finish what they started. The real fight is just getting started. Well, well, hey, ma'am. It's good to see you doing well. You were in pretty awful shape when we put you in that machine. Thank you for your help. Did you want anything? We're a bit busy trying to figure out our next move. Actually, that's why I'm here. I'm Ensign Barkley of the USS Eldridge, which is currently undergoing... repairs. So the aliens have probably not attacked it yet. Betty, a battleship would be a much, much better position for fighting back against this menace than this place. That's a good idea! At the very least, it would be a better defended place to come up with a plan. But how will we move everyone? We will arrive there in style. Just give me an hour. Grabbing Kenneth's camera and making some adjustments, she took pictures of the remaining pieces of the alien ship and any other pieces of alien technology. She returned to the convention hall and strapped a super factory to her back, her body adjusting and incorporating the miracle machine to herself. What are you doing, Betty? Making ourselves a ride. Maka Betty was no longer an ordinary human being. Dr. Leo's and Bloom's adjustments to suit designs connected her nervous system and her brain to the suit. And though the suit was also connected to the super factory, Kenneth's camera allowed her to scan and create blueprints of alien technology. A whirlwind of mathematical formulas and schematics moved through her mind as she pieced together her plan. The super factory building parts as fast as Betty could put in the raw materials from the wrecked ships. Giant twisted beams of steel went through her hands into a hungry maw of factory and came out just as quickly as new components. Kenneth walked back to the group and let Betty continue her work. What do you suppose she's doing over there? Apparently making us some sort of vehicle, I think. Given that an hour ago, I thought she wouldn't live this long. She is amazingly active. I am worried about her body, though. Her wheeled body. Will it be okay? Yes and no. If we had more time and resources, we would not have needed to take so many shortcuts. Simply put, the organics of her body can no longer live without the assistance of a life support suit. And that is if somehow we could manage to remove her from the one she is in without killing her. I don't believe that. Yes, for now she's stuck, but given all the crazy things that happened today, I think anything is possible. For now, though, let's just focus on helping her however we can. 
Cass brushed away a tear, his heart a mix of regret and worry for his best friend, but their depressing conversation was interrupted by Betty calling for them, where had once been a pile of broken down ships was now a massive new vehicle, a strange massive jet with mechanical legs like landing gear. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the Artemis. As if on cue, the engines of the ship reared and hummed to life. Its door was opening for the convention attendees to enter. Betty's cheerfulness, however, dwindled as she counted the survivors. Of the roughly 500 attendees to the convention, it seemed that only 300 had followed her to the fallout shelter. Perhaps some had escaped to the city, but their possible deaths weighed heavy onto her new titanium heart. She brushed away these thoughts to get back at the task at hand, making sure the rest survived, and the aliens were stopped. This is your captain speaking. Please buckle your seatbelts. I'm afraid there might be a bit of turbulence. Could Enzyme Barkley please join me in the front cabin? The inside of the ship was simple, but polished. Hundreds of cramped chairs bolted to the floor. The passengers could hardly get comfortable. But for an escaped ship built at the moment's notice, it was more than sufficient. Barkley left his seat and walked to the aisle to the pilot's cabin. Like the rest of the ship, it was cramped. Very enough room for Mecca Bay herself, let alone anyone else. Think you can direct me to your ship from the air? I can give it a go, ma'am. Barkley pulled a map from his pocket and began scribbling some notes. All right, so we're here in Long Island, New York. If we head straight west-southwest, it'll be about 165 miles to Philadelphia. If we follow the Delaware River, we'll spot the USS Eldridge, guaranteed. Betty began flipping switches, causing the ship to rise into the air. The sleek nose comb pointing west-southwest. Betty pushed the cabin microphone button. Hello again, everybody. This is your captain speaking. It seems I'm making a trip to Philadelphia. If you haven't already, fasten your seatbelts. We're going to see how fast this thing can go. Did I ever mention I hate flying? Because I did. It's going to be fine, Dr. Bune. I'm sure Betty knows what she's doing. I hope. The survivors fastened as tightly as they could, gripping the cabin or each other as the engines roared. The view from a few windows became nothing but a blur of colors and lights as they picked up speed. Will Benny and the rest make it to the USS Enbridge? Will they be able to mount a counteroffensive against the alien menace? Will they be able to hold on to their launches? Find out after the break. Nothing safe behind lifters. The 
Shit's unbelievable. You never ever guess you'd hear this mix. It's inconceivable. Ouch, too hot. Baby, back out of the kitchen. This is glitchy love at one of all. So daddy, put your bitch. I'm a poisonous affliction with a fireball addiction. Man, it burns like hell and tastes like heaven. You say ball addiction. Now I got you campus itching. This is music for your children. If you never heard the cue before, you don't know what you're missing. Unfortunately, several small alien fighters spotted the Artemis. Kenneth, get in here now! He found that to be a challenge as the ship turned and shifted violently to avoid the barrage of incoming fire. Eventually, he managed to get to the cabin, switching places with Ensign Barkley. Yes, Betty? Remember that biplane you flew through New Shangri-La? The one I crashed? Yeah, I'm going to need you to fly the ship like that while I fend off the aliens on our trail. Kenneth gulped audibly as he took the controls from Betty and continued dodging and weaving through clouds as luminous beams of death tried to hit the Artemis. Don't worry, I'm just gonna head out and go give these aliens a stern talking to. As she said this, she popped over the door where the high altitude caused her to be sucked down in an instant before it automatically closed itself. The wind whipped and howled against her chassis when she spawned the first alien. She fired a magnetic grappling hook into the flying saucer and pulled herself up. I'll get to you in a second. I'll deal with your friends first. 
Using cable from a grappling hook as a set of horse reins, she stood on a ship and fired her chest cannon at the second saucer, cutting it in half. The burning pieces falling into the lake thoroughly scarring a herd of cows. Nagabay could not help but gloat a bit on the radio. This is so much fun! I really wish I had this for that fight with PH Doom's inbots. Betty, I'm a bit busy trying to not crash this biplane! Hush, you're going to do just fine. You're just bad at landings. Just try not to do that until I get back. Makabete used a super factory to produce a heat-seeking missile and launched it at another saucer. How about some hot apple pie straight from the oven? The ballistic device launched and homed into the saucer. Its attempts to dodge were useless as the missile finally found its mark. Blowing the ship to smithereens, all that was left was the saucer she was standing on. She punched through it like it was cheap drywall, causing the engine to burst into flames. This is not your captain speaking. Get the fuck out now. With a mighty leap, she jumped off the burning saucer towards the Artemis, leaving a startled alien pilot falling in the wreckage of its ship as the passengers gasped in horror at a sudden impact, but were calmed when it was Betty who returned to the ship. Kenny, you can let me take over now. Oh, thank God. I think I'm gonna throw up. Um, please don't. I didn't think to build a bathroom into this thing. I make no promises. Ugh. Okay, Betty, I've spotted the Eldridge. It's heading straight south down the river, just as I thought it would be. We'll be caught up in just a minute. Betty, grab the intercom. Thank you all for your patience. We will be landing in just a minute. Thank you for flying with us on Air Artemis. We promise next time we'll involve less laser fights. We hope. Barkley Rail, the USS Eldridge, letting them know the Artemis was a friendly ship, and that its passengers could help fight back against the aliens. As they land, the ship was surrounded by soldiers with weapons directed at the hatch. What will happen to our heroes now? Will the Navy trust a seven-foot-tall robot woman to lead them to victory? Find out in the next episode of Mecha Betty!